It's Friday. Yay. So y'all know the drill. I've got contributor Shiam Galion with me and producer Farrell Gibbs. We're going to dive into a week's worth of news for y'all. It's Friday, March 18th, 2022. I'm Dina Kispa, and this is CityCast Houston. GM Farrell, welcome. Thanks, Dina. So great to be here with y'all. Thank you, Dina. Yeah. Let's start with talking about what stories we think were the most covered this week in Houston. Farrell, kick us off. If you will let me deviate and tell you what I thought was like the most important story or uh, the one that I, that really, you know, got my attention. There was a lot going on in Texas this week and in the country and in the world. But if I had to pick mm-hmm. a, a biggest story, I know this is going to come as a bummer to a lot of listeners because everybody's tired of this. But I'd have to say it's coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, it became a bigger story here and abroad each day this week and for several mm-hmm. reasons. First, you had... Houston's Dr. Peter Hotez, he commented on a tweet earlier this week about a new strain called BA2. Mm-hmm. And not just, he he's not the only one talking about it, but also the area's Dr. Ben Newman, who's a friend of the show. He's talking about the emergence of it. And now there are reports of sewer readings going up all across the mm-hmm. country. And so in comes Pfizer out this week to say that they will probably need a fourth booster. Yeah. So it feels like a lot when It feels a lot like when you heard about the other waves from afar, Mm -hmm. and now you're just waiting to see how it it manifests at home. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Um, especially because we we had a conversation not too long ago about how things are opening up in Houston, mask mandates are being lifted, and now there's this like Omicron sub-variant out here threatening (laughs) any sort of normalcy people we're trying to get back to, which kind of goes back to what I was saying, like, and I've been singing this song for as long as I can sing it, (laughs) is that we cannot stop wearing our masks. Like, this is not going to be over. Um, I think we still have to be safe. We still have to protect ourselves. And we we don't really know how bad this one's going to be, too, you know? I just want to start off by saying I really appreciate what Farrell is bringing to the table here news-wise. It's just really hard to keep up with everything. And I'll get into mine. Like, my my eyes have been elsewhere and it just like really helps to kind of have a team to keep up with the news Mm. with (laughs) Um, (laughs) because that is really important and I'm like uh I I don't know I went into the HEB without a mask on the other day and now I'm just like so embarrassed it's it's (laughs) (laughs) you should be I'm just kidding I should be no I'm gonna model citizenship <laughs> I should be <laughs> like um I'll no I'll take it it is honestly it's confusing I was in um I was in Portugal over winter break um and mm-hmm. Portugal has stricter rules and I was kind of reflecting on how I am someone who is influenced by like social norms um and it's like mm-hmm. a good thing like when I work out it's I, I like to work out with a team. Um, and I I guess what I'm saying is, like, I want y'all to keep talking about this more because I need it. Not because I'm, like, a horrible mm. person, but because this is... <laughs> not. But because this is a public health issue, um, and it, it's yeah. a team sport, I guess is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. This is uh, basketball, not golf. <laughs> is that is that, oh, okay. is that, is that the right... <laughs> 
I think that makes sense. Did I, did yeah. it, did, did I do that? Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back to that Omicron subvariant for a moment. I mean, you know, you look at the the videos coming in from the rodeo, and everybody's just having a blast. And you wonder, is it a, mm-hmm. is it a trough? Is it over? All yeah. these things. But my concern is just how much yeah. can Houston take and the world take again? You know, so I mean, hopefully yeah. it's just a lot of. Uh, Hopefully it's just a lot of information and not necessarily a follow through later. But, you know, that's what I've got my eye on for sure. Yeah, definitely. I saw that, you know, in the UK, they've already started cases have started to pop up in the UK. And I I mean, that's definitely something that is alarming, especially because I had COVID in November and Omicron nonetheless. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know, man, it's crazy. Like I was talking to my dad the other day and I was like, so, you know, with with Houston, everything's changing. Are you like also not wearing your mask? And he was like, yeah, it's over. You know, there's no more cases. Everything is down. It's all fine now. And this yeah. is, ugh. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's, that's what's going to be interesting to see when, uh, well, not when, but if, if it starts to happen, just how much stomach everyone has mm-hmm. for it now. Yeah, I agree. Shane, what about you? What do you think is uh, the top story this week, or I guess most important story? Yeah, so I'm I'm following what's happening in Ukraine and and what like Russia, the Russian military is doing to Ukraine, how Ukrainians are resisting. Mm-hmm. And as I was thinking about this, I w- I was thinking, I I wanted to know what was happening with folks in Houston. There was one in the paper about um, Dmitry Dolhov, who is mm. 27 has lived and worked in Houston for two years. And he, he like went back to Ukraine to, to help get his family out. And part of the reason I think why I'm gravitating towards this is because I come from a community of people who are Palestinian, Syrian, my family is Syrian, Yemeni, uh, Libyan. And yeah, I think, I just like it's the worst. It's the worst thing ever. So Dimitri does have a GoFundMe. I think it's um, this is ABC thirteen did a story on Dimitri, and there's like a GoFundMe that he has going to help support his family's like travels, um, the, like the cost for getting mm-hmm. them out and supporting them. Um, and so I guess what I would just urge everyone is to, you know, keep your ear on the ground. Um, for people who are trying to help their families in war zones, and uh, it it does it just makes such a big difference to to show up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I read that story about Dimitri, and you know his effort to kind of get his family out. It definitely resonates because you know you it's you hear this story so many times over and over again, and in Houston. One thing that I love is Amanda Refugee Services, how it really helps people who do come as refugees. It offers some sort of like level of help, some sort of level of getting people to feel like they're like people and not just like these outsiders. Um, But, you know, I think everyone was just so focused on the gas prices and just talking about how much they've been paying at the pumps it's kind of like, it's weird to think of it as just, oh my God, we have to pay so much for gas now. 
and you know the effects of high gas prices while in the midst people like Dimitri in the Houston community are trying to get their family out. On the, the topic of gas prices, did y'all see that story about the thieves who unlocked a gas pump and stole over 1,700 gallons of diesel fuel? I, I, I did. That was, I did I, see that. I did not, and that's why it takes a team to keep up with the news. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the top story on like Twitter and Reddit and even TikTok. Like, so It's so bad because some people were responding to it saying, well, if these prices don't drop, I'm also going to start robbing grocery stores. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I feel like it just this story kind of had this ripple effect on how people are starting to get really angry and frustrated with the prices. And there was even some stories of people sharing like in a thread under this story of how like if you use your credit card to go pay for gas and you like or you have to pay cash or something happens, you have to go inside. Some people are like parking their car close to where your pump is and pumping a little bit of gas before you have a chance to even come out after you've paid for your gas inside to pump. <laughs> that's just wild. That is wild. So that's been like the top story on so many social media platforms this week. Man, I'm going to be more careful. I didn't know there was pirating. Oh, yeah. Like pirates out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, Dina, because I have wanted to cover that all week in the yeah. newsletter. Because, okay, so if you see the picture of the van that stole a thousand gallons, they didn't steal it in one in one swipe. What they did was they cut a hole in the bottom of their van mm -hmm. and then they pulled up to the place where the tanker drops the diesel into the ground and they had a pump. And so they, they drive over it, they reach down into the cement and then they pumped out a bunch of gallons, took it, took it off and then they came back and did it again and ended up getting like a thousand gallons from this one place. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I used to work at a bunch of convenience stores and the thing about those fill mm -hmm. pipes in the ground is they're just locked with a padlock. That's all it oh. is. So even if you came at night, you know, if you came at, the, at night with the same contraption, all you would have to do is pop the lid open, assuming it's not locked. And a lot of people don't lock them. And then you, you would on the lock inside the, the cap, mm -hmm. you would just pop that with a, a pair of channel wow. lock uh, tools. And then you, you, so I was sitting there thinking all week, well, how do you stop yeah. it? You know, if somebody pulls up in the middle of the night and, and does it. But anyway, it's a really interesting story. And it was something we were always afraid of, but it never happened. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. never knew it was that easy. You know, I mean, like, not that I'm trying to tell people this is what you should go do because it's so easy. But <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a little bit harder to kind of, you know, steal gas and unlock a gas pump. But Wow. Yeah, at the stores that I at the stores that I worked at, it was if you had that setup, it was really easy to do. But we were in South Alabama. This is Texas. A lot more the, the, the thieves have to be a lot more sophisticated <laughs> than they were back then. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This this was this definitely lit up on social media. And then one thing that I want to talk about that I feel like was not covered as much was the number of like Houston employers who are saying that they've been ghosted by like people they're trying to hire. And it's become this trend where it's basically, it's no longer a market for the employer, it's the employee's market. And can I just say, as someone who just started a new job, it feels really <laughs> good. 
it feels really good <laughs> to have an employee's market. And um, actually, I've been I've been encouraging my friends to leave their their jobs that like aren't so great. And mm. um, I've been telling people that like, you know, if if people had more of a safety net, and they actually had the option to choose, like, you know, I got two offers, or I got this offer, but I'm gonna wait to see mm-hmm. if there's like a, a better offer coming along. If there was more of a safety net to do that, then I think yeah. I think we would see actually employers just be forced market wise to treat employees better. Mm-hmm. Um, that that True. that would put yeah. some pressure there. Um, so, Dina, can I just point out that so far we've talked about pirates and ghosts on the show this morning? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord, what am I bringing? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we live in a fantasy world. <laughs> but, you know, to your point, Shiam, I think that's what, like, I really love as well about, like, reading about the story because I think for a long time employees haven't had many options. You know, they've kind of just stuck in jobs that they felt like they were going nowhere in. Yo, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think was the most undercovered? Well, my, I had my, I think, undercovered and my joy kind of go hand in hand. Can I do a, a two hmm. for one? All right, go for <laughs> it. Sure. I'm trying to cut a deal. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I think folks maybe have had their ears on the national conversation regarding um, book bans and and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that Houston um, is part of that story. Um, so the Houston area school districts, which means the metropolitan area school districts, not just HISD, mm-hmm. have received at least 29 requests to remove books or learning materials this year. And that at least 19 books and learning materials have been removed following the complaints across 32 districts. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, okay, we've talked about pirates, we've talked about ghosts, like what <laughs> what mythical creature is this the book gobbler that like has, yeah right i'm like stealing books. i'm like what is this and um and so that's why it brought me a lot of joy to read about cameron samuels um who is he's an 18 year old uh in katie isd and he organized book handouts with his friends Aww. and they wrapped up the third uh book handout this week um, and they're handing out the books that have been banned. And what brought mm. me a lot of joy was that Cameron talks about, you know, like he cared about this stuff, but he had some anxiety and he like wasn't sure. It's it's not like he saw this and he was like, I know exactly what to do, A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about how he yeah. got support from his parents to figure things out. And um, I think that's really, really, really awesome because as someone, I, I mean, I can recall a moment where I was like, I don't, I don't do this. I don't know what to do. And then someone pushed me up to mm-hmm. like speak at a rally or something. And it's kind of like learning how to yeah. ride a bike. Um, yeah. And in the sense, like once you get the practice, then you're just more empowered as a person. And so not only do I think what Cameron is, is doing is really cool, um, but I'm also excited like this is what we need for people like opportunities like encouraging people to 
kind of point out that the power is in within within them, that there is something that they can do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just I applaud what he and his friends are doing. And um, I'm yeah, I'm very keen to see what what the Gen Z and the young folks are going to do in Texas. I, I mean, continue to do. Yeah, I agree. I know you you shared your moment of joy, too, but I want to get to Farrell and find out what he thinks was like the most undercovered story this week. Well, because I gave such a bummer one for the (laughs) most important story uh, that I'll stick with that thread and say that Dr. Peter Hotez from Mm -hmm. Houston, who we have had on the show, Mm -hmm. had his vaccine Corbivax administered in India starting on Wednesday. And I'm calling this most underrated or underreported. It's probably just because it's fresh. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to get a lot of coverage. It just happened on Wednesday. Oh, okay. I've heard him in conversations with Lisa, and you have too, Dina, talking about how to really strike COVID back is to vaccinate the entire world Mm -hmm. and most particularly the underserved countries. So his vaccine is low cost. It's patent free. And now from India, you can see television reports of these children being interviewed, freshly jabbed, some of them smiling, some of them are not, Mm -hmm. understandably. But yeah, I think for a local doctor who developed that with Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development and Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, I think it's a great achievement for you know, local people involved. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see that it actually like happened because I remember early on he mentioned it either on our show or even like reading about it that he was developing this vaccine and that there was like a little bit of limbo. We weren't sure if it was actually going to happen, if it was going to, you know, make it its way to India. But that's good that it actually did. Yeah, that's exactly right. There was a period when I was r- reading about it yesterday. I think they they authorized it for emergency use like right before January 1st, ah, like maybe December 28th okay. or something like that. And then so it sat, uh, they they pre-ordered like 250,000 doses, something like that. And then, yeah, this past Wednesday was the uh, was go That's time. So nice. So, That's awesome. So is this your, also your moment yeah. of joy, Farrell? That is a moment of joy, but I, I had a, I had a whole separate moment of joy. So maybe I have two moments. All right, that's joy, good. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Well, the moment of joy is that we're getting our host and newsletter writer back, Lisa Gray, next week. Mm-hmm. That gives me a lot of joy. <laughs> I'm assuming that she's yes. had more than her, her share of moments of joy over the past week while on vacation, and that's she's had quite enough. Mm-hmm. But um, also, it's a moment of joy because this has been a great team effort that we've mm-hmm. had. Uh, we hopefully kept the ship. Righted. We are a young podcast and newsletter outfit, but here we are nearing the end of the week. And I should also say a moment of joy was having roving producer Lizzie Goldsmith mm-hmm. with us. She was a great yeah. help. She was on the show yesterday. Snaps. And uh, and personally, I, w- I had to cover the newsletter all week, which was, which was you know, was a, a lot. And I couldn't have <laughs> yeah. done it. Yeah. Without her, she stayed up late. She did a lot of edits and she t- taught me that I know very, very little about grammar. So... <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you, Lizzie. Yeah. Um, I have to say, yes, I agree. It's going to be a moment of joy to get our host back, but that's not my moment of joy for today. <laughs> my moment is this story I read about a local pastor. His Pastor Brandon Washington. He's been trying to kind of incorporate more healthy food options in his low-income community because all that they see around them is like fast food options. There's not like a Whole Foods or any, anything that can really cater to giving healthy options to their community. So he started to host this like every month is like a, 
a food giveaway and he offers free healthy food to anyone who wants to try it. So like he partnered with Second Servings of Houston and he basically set up a bunch of tables in the church parking lot and it's like full of apples, bananas, a bunch of fruits, a variety of like fresh organic greens and people can just like go shop there if they want to try like bok choy, you know, they can just grab it off their table there. And I thought that was just such a sweet and tender moment to see that he's trying to do something, you know, even though it's it's a small at a small scale and hopefully the community can get something larger to really serve them on a more consistent basis. But this was really great. That's really cool. I, I did not see that story. Yeah, I love that. This was great, y'all. And Chiam, to your point, you are so right. It really does take a community of people, a team to keep up with all the local news. But Thank you all so much for being here. This was great. Thank you, Dina. Thank you, Dina. That's all today on CityCast Houston. Our producer is Farrell Gibbs. He's also the guy who's been writing the newsletter this week while our host and typical newsletter writer, Lisa Gray, has been out on vacation. I'm the lead producer, and our music is by our producer, Farrell Gibbs, and his band, All the Kimonos. If you like what we keep bringing to your ears, you should rate our show or leave us a nice review. You know, that too works. And also, we love to hear from y'all. Was there a story you read that you loved? What was your moment of joy? You can tell us by texting us or leaving us a voicemail at 713-489-6972. Or you can also tweet us, and our handle is at CityCastHouston. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Bye. Carol has like a buttery voice this morning. <laughs> 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 <laughs>